When we agreed to sit down and make a show about tech, I don't think we actually knew the depths and rabbit holes we were setting ourselves up for. See, it turns out, okay, we knew better. This industry and the many, many gadgets it inspires long predates the cloud, your smartphone, or even the PC itself. This week, we take a short but eventful trip in the Wayback Machine to the heady days of the turntable and amplifier, only to find out we're actually talking through issues that are plaguing the industry this very moment. Turn it up to 11, folks. It's time to talk about what's next for vinyl. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Solid State Podcast. I'm John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are back once again this week to talk uh, what's next for vinyl. Uh, <laughs> I, I read it several times on the show list. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm very positive. My, my, my guys here have the show in good hands. Um, <laughs> other than being you know, a fan of music and the truly must roll down the windows and just drive and listen to something sense that we talk about me falling off a cliff on things this is one of those cliff moments where uh if my voice is you know nails on a chalkboard to you great news you're about to hear not very much more of it i'm so passionate about like something like this that you guys are so passionate about and i do i love music and i have friends that love it to the level that you all do but i think it's cool the understanding and the passion you guys have for this level of it that I don't have, but I, I respect it so much. So uh, with that, I'm going to get the heck out of your way. Sure. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take over because um, I'm a, I'm a huge music snob. Like I, I don't not necessarily like, I like a specific kind of music. I like all kinds of music across the entire spectrum. But when I listen to it, I'm very much um, teetering on hipster level of, uh, of equipment. I have, you know, headphone amplifiers with tubes and you know i i make sure that my headphones have you know like i listen to certain kinds of music with closed back headphones and certain kind mm -hmm. of music with open back headphones and i'm very much into those sort of things and i i enjoy vinyl i'm not going to be the guy that says vinyl one sounds better than a really high quality digital file because there's a lot of people who would say it does it's warmer it's this it's that i think a lot of that has to do with the equipment that, that it's plugged into the one moment totally. where I jump back in with someone and be like all right we need to talk some science right right now. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so i mean i for me vinyl all of a sudden surged back you know i guess within the last decade it started to really get popular again and i always enjoyed when my parent when i was growing up my parents had vinyl records because they're you know, children of the fifties and everything. So they had Beatles records and all that kind of stuff. I always enjoyed the tactile act of playing music where it's not just like, you know, put it on your iPad or your iPod and just like, let it play. And mm -hmm. you've got your playlist or your Absolutely. Spotify list and those kind of things. Like I'm actually holding a piece of music, physically holding it. And yeah. I, I set the needle down. I hear the crackle. I hear the pop, the music starts up. You know, and when and you listen to the music in order, yes, you can skip your needle around if you want to, but you're sure. stuck to that side of the I, record I, I kind of thing. <laughs> right. No. So yeah, me either. So, you know, I listen to the I listen to albums from beginning to end as yes. they were intended by the artist to listen. And then it totally. stops, but the album isn't over. You have to go reset your needle, flip your flip album over. over, turn start, you know, the B side, all that kind of stuff. Like all of those acts to me are secret part, tracks. Yes. You know, all of those acts are part of listening to music to me. And, and it's so important for me to have that kind of tactile thing going on while I'm listening to music. And I really enjoy that. And, you know, I, I won't go 
like we always go off track. I won't go off track into all of the equipment that I have. And, you know, please tell me that pun was intended. Uh, it was not. I, I, I normally don't intend to have any, uh, any puns in there. It's always a mistake, but, um, <laughs> they, like, you know, I, I have a very specific, you know, uh, cartridge on my turntable mm-hmm. that I use that I bought specifically from a company in Brooklyn. They're made in the USA and it's hand wrapped and, you know, blah, 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 because I'm a bit yeah. of a snob when it comes to that stuff, but I really enjoy it. Um, shout out to Grado, not a, not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah. Way. Right. Yeah. No, but you know, all of that stuff. So I love that new artists are putting out music on vinyl. It makes me really happy that I can go find some of my favorite bands of today and I can get vinyl and very cool colors on the vinyl. And they're doing all kinds of really interesting stuff with the vinyl and collector's items. And, you know, they have record store day now where you can go and get very exclusive mm-hmm. presses of vinyl only on that specific day from specific stores. You're traveling. Around. It's awesome. You know, it's like gets you involved in that whole like, subculture of music again which is which we kind of got away from when it got into cds and then into streaming music and things like that it wasn't right i don't feel like people were involved as much with that aspect well, of i think it. we lost i think we lost an element of what makes it art and not yes this is not like at the end of the day if you're a if you're a little one track artist and you put it out on spotify and that like that that is still art i'm not meaning to say that's any more or less of an accomplishment but i will chime back in with you you definitely hit on what resonates for me because i have a very small compared to yours vinyl collection. I love every single piece of it. And what I love about every single one I have in that collection is what she described, the, the, the tactile and the sensory experience, not just of the music itself, but the whole experience of holding the vinyl, the, the pop, when you say like the pop and the crackle, like that, that just talking about it elicits that response yep. in me in a re- very real way. But the biggest one, and you hit on also is the concept of an album. Yep. That for me is the one that was, totally lost in translation over recent years. And I think about how many of those end to end going back to the art of it, the ability to arrange your tracks in such a way to tell a story either intentionally or sometimes unintentionally from end to end, I think is something that's totally lost when things are boiled down to a collection of singles. Yeah. And agreed. Just, it's something totally different in a very special way that the one benefit I'll say is when you do come across something that still has that intact, mm-hmm. it's even more special because you found something and it's there. Mm-hmm. It's right. like you unlocked the code and you got the secret level. I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's great in that way. No, I, yeah, I, I think I'm very similar too. to you. Like obviously, you know, the, the time that you're spending, you know, it's intentional. You're putting on that music. Um, I think, you know, digital music like Spotify has come very like passive, right? Like you always just have a playlist on yep. in the background or something. You're not really like maybe it's choosing for totally you on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of like with mine, I just when I go on and stream my music, it's very different than when I'm putting on an album. I go in and I just hit shuffle. I go into my songs and I hit shuffle. I use Apple Mm -hmm. Music, but I just go in and I hit shuffle and and it just randomly chooses. I'll I'll get like a country song followed by some punk rock, followed by some Mm -hmm. blues, follow you know, it's it's just all over the map. There's no and I love all those songs because I added them to my list. But you're nodding to the algorithm. Right. There's no there's no cohesion to what you're listening to there. It's not like somebody curated me a mixtape you know, that's like every song leads into each other because, you know, the I first, l- the Sean first word of right behind Kesha's just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, much. sure. Um. You know, it, it's like, there's none of that going on, but you know, so anyway, what, what I was, what I was getting to was I went to purchase, a what got me thinking about doing this episode was I went to purchase a vinyl album from a band that I like. It was 
one of those things like the the right way to get introduced to a band right i went and mm-hmm. saw a band called the struts in concert and they, they're great they're a lot of fun very like glam you know rock kind of stuff really yeah. cool people they had a band opening up for them just some guys from michigan they were called made violent and they were great like never heard of them before i was like wow they're really good and everything that they'd done up until then was a series of like like three song eps or singles that they would put out they had no full-length album yet so all of a sudden I saw an announcement come in from whatever fan site I was on that they were a part of that, you know, Hey guys, your wait's finally over. It was like four years after I saw them in concert. They're finally <laughs> putting out a full length album. I was like, yes, that's awesome. So I went and I pre-ordered this vinyl from them. I ordered that vinyl before the new year. Like I think I want to say it was, I, th- I want to say it was before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I still don't have it. Oh, wow because they're still pressing them they're not they can't get it pressed so that's why i went in and looked and i I reached out to the company i'm like hey where's this album and they said they're still in line to have their album pressed and they sent me a couple of articles so i looked up the articles and artists like taylor swift and adele have put out these big albums recently and they're using up all the materials yeah they have and, and the thing is when vinyl went away in the 70s and 80s they they were like, well, we got CDs now, we got tapes, vinyl's gone for good. They literally destroyed the equipment. Mm-hmm. Like they trashed it or it rusted or it went out. There was, I think, two or three vinyl houses around the world that actually kept their equipment intact. It took to press like real audiophile level yeah. classical albums, That's, things like that. So, so then- you mean a genuine manufacturing perspective. Yes. Exactly, yeah. 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 Factoring out, factoring out that stuff. Yeah. So, so there's just, and, and they don't, and it's almost like a lost science. Like they don't build these vinyl pressing machines anymore. They just don't like, you can't find somebody that will build you a record press out there that just, you know, I think they're starting to work on it at this point Mm -hmm. because it's becoming so popular, but there's still like three or four vinyl houses that can actually press new albums. And then everybody wants, like, I already talked about it myself. Like how cool is it to get this clear vinyl with the blue clouds in it and all this kind of stuff. Really cool. (laughs) Well, I read an article on that. Apparently that's what's stopping this all up is the fact that when they do that, they'll press, you know, 10,000 copies of this blue album and then they have to go in and scrub the machines. They have to scrub down all the plates because they're then going to press one that's green or just black or whatever. And all that junk from the pressing of the clear vinyl with the blue clouds or whatever gets Mm -hmm. in the future records. Your your production lines contaminate. Exactly. It contaminates (laughs) the whole line. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's all, so then that backs it up. And then, you know, Taylor Swift selling 500,000 vinyl copies of an album and Adele selling 500,000 copies of a vinyl album. They have to press 500,000 albums and they take Mm -hmm. time. So they're saying that the wait time currently for like your average Joe band out there that wants to put out and sell some vinyl albums at their shows that they're going to, they're waiting six months to a year in line to get their albums pressed. So just even start the press by the time they get their album pressed, they're ready to make their next album. Yeah. They already, yeah, they've already been writing. When we're (laughs) talking, when, when you go back to just the pure logistics of these people are trying to time it alongside a release, a, you know, a a concert, a a tour. Exactly. So like that moment, for a lot of people, for a big chunk of their album buying, when I think about it in the case of a market situation, yeah. a big piece of that market has moved on. Like the moment's passed yep, and they didn't have the thing to sell. 
mm-hmm. in the moment. And it's just that, ah, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I had crazy. a very similar experience to you, Eric, where I went to a show and the opener was super good and they had vinyl that they were selling at the show and I, I was able to pick one up. Um, and I think you, you said something about collecting. Yeah. I think that's definitely part of like my brain of what triggers like me to, you know, that collection aspect, like being able to physically see it all on your shelf. Yep. And Cody, if our listeners yeah. could be on the Zoom call with us, you know, I think they'd all understand when you say you're a collector. It's a, <laughs> incredibly apparent to those that can see where you are. You Just are a few things. A Just a few things around. Things and stuff. Just a good old shelf of, of things, helmets <laughs> and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think that definitely like adds to it for me as well. That like why I, I continue to, to pick them up versus a CD or just, yeah. and you know, I'll buy an album and be driving around and listen to it on Spotify. But like, you know, you're supporting the artist, you know, you're giving them your money to say, Hey, I like your music specifically. Yep. Yeah. You know? And I, and that's one of the things that I also like about it. Speaking of supporting the artist, you know, you go on Spotify, you stream your favorite song, that artist gets like 0.003 cents it's terrible. every it's stream you know they're getting they're getting terrible right. but you go to their show and you pay them 25 bucks for a piece of vinyl they're they're making 15 mm-hmm. you know so it's like right. they're act you know that the margin active, is so different. yeah that, that's how they make their money but the problem is these artists these up-and-coming artists these independent people that are tr- like literally trying to scrape a living by in their van driving mm-hmm. from show to show trying to get out there and get their music out there so they get a bigger following, they can't get their music in people's hands in a way that also makes them money. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's like they're, they're literally scraping by on 0.003 cents per stream. And it's not very good for yeah, their livelihood. I mean, they could make CDs, but how many people are still actually buying? CDs? I, yeah, I don't have a CD player. Like, I, I just want to say, well, CDs, I'm thinking I'm flashing back to like the days of like multi-disc burners sure. and all that, but I'm oh, like, yeah, I was but that's mix CDs. Yeah. But like, that's not the point because mm-hmm. it's not like, okay, we could solve this shortage by going to an alternate medium, but that's not the media yeah. people want. Right. Totally. It's, it's, it's there to your point, Eric, there's the, that the vinyl aspect of it isn't just about wanting to get your hands on the music because to your other point, you could just go on Spotify right. and mm-hmm. get the music, but it's, it's that physicality of the vinyl itself that people want. Yep. And these guys just can't, they literally can't get their hands on it. Um, that's wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's kind of unheard of. And they're, you know, they're talking about, I think I was reading that it was like, every year for the last three or four years, the vinyl market has doubled every year. Oh, doubling on itself, doubling on itself every year for the last three or four years, just growing and growing and growing. And then you turn around and juxtapose that with, they haven't increased production levels at all. So it's now three times bigger, but you can't do anything. So, so what I'm going to do is, if they're scrambling to find engineers and people who can make these vinyl presses, I'm going to get out ahead of it and find the last guy that knows how to mass produce eight track. There you go. <laughs> because Hit I'm it. just thinking, you know, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, you know, you say what that like next, yeah, the, the cassette tapes, you know, people joke yeah. like, well, you know, cassettes are coming back next and all that kind of stuff. It's funny. They kind of already are because, mm-hmm. um, okay. I, what yeah, I, the last Rack and Tours album, which is one of Jack White's many bands, um, oh, actually, right. you said they made the <laughs> he. They actually that. put out a cassette tape of that that you could buy, and it's. I think it's more of a gimmick at this point. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look what yeah. we got. We got a cassette tape, guys. Ha ha ha. But you know, there like there's people actually out there buying the cassette tapes. I actually bought that cassette tape because I have an old 
um, but then I, you have to rewind. Yes, you do. Yep. Yeah. Be kind. <laughs> rewind. Um, what is that? Yeah, I know. But it, it's, it, I have, I have an old, uh, tape deck, like a USB tape deck that, because yeah. I had, I had some things from my childhood that I recorded on tape and mixtapes and things right. that I was thinking, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool to digitize that? So I went out and found, oh, they've got this tape deck that you, you can plug into your computer and record yeah. your music off of it. So I grabbed one of those and I was like, oh, I'm going to get that tape. And I grabbed it and I put it in there. It's not the same as a as a piece of vinyl. It sounds awful. I was just it's say so it's bad. Years we're going to be doing the podcast, being like, you know, I just love cassette when I have right. to rewind it after every time. <laughs> no, I, to it. no, I won't be no, because no, man, no, it no, sounds there bad. Is no fond memory of <laughs> rewinding, fast nope. forwarding, putting a tape cleaner through the heads. Yep. Uh, let's see, respooling. Oh, God it got messed up, and then I was just, just... going to say respooling after the yep. tape got messed up. Putting the pencil in the no. thing to twist <laughs> yes. it, and like, like, yeah, there's no good oh, memories there have to have a pencil nearby i remember about stripping my pinky raw doing the whole (laughs) rewind thing with your pinky yeah no just no 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 i'd actually (laughs) rather eight track just just no there you go Mm -hmm. well i think i'm gonna i'm gonna say it today because i haven't said it yet so i really feel like i want to say it so i'm gonna say it on that actual bombshell i think we'll wrap it up this time (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna let him have it and say that is our show for this week. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. Later. Later.